In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is in our midst. I saw this sign some time ago, and it said, Promises made, promises kept. And then below it, there was a sign that said, Believe. And then there was another one that said, Have faith. No, this wasn't in a church, or this wasn't some religious institution. This was at a football stadium about the uh, season upcoming. And uh, we all know, some of us know more than others of our teams, that uh, none of those come true <laughs> for many seasons and for many years. So imagine, though, that that is something we hear or we put our faith and our trust in in one year or two years or five years or 30 years, a long time. Promises made, promises kept, were they kept? Were they even really made? Imagine it's our entire lifetime and someone that we know and someone that we love dearly and these promises that are made are not kept or do not come true. We heard today from the gospel about 42 generations from the time of the gospel from Matthew is from the time of Abraham all the way until the time of Jesus. If you were here for the Orthros, you heard the same um, the same words, only it was in from the time of Adam all the way to the time of Jesus, which is in the Gospel of Luke. Generations, generations, hundreds of years, thousands of years, there was a promise that was made to Abraham. And those of us who remember all the way back to our Sunday school days know about this covenant made with Abraham. The Abraham, Abrahamic promise or covenant. God made this promise to Abraham. And we read about this in the first book of the Bible, in Genesis. And he made a promise of three things a promise of the land, a promise that his descendants, Abraham's descendants, would be a nation. And a promise that through his descendants, this nation, all the families of the earth would be blessed. Now it may seem like, as we read this today, just as it may be to, that, to fans of that football team, that it was too much to accomplish these promises. It was too much for God to make these promises that he made to Abraham be true and become for Abraham and for the succeeding generations to happen. But Abraham knew that it was God who established this covenant with him. And that as we hear in scripture, God is not a liar like men, but his words are true always, always true. And that's why we hear in the epistle from Paul today, the epistle to the Hebrews, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, 
but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And therefore, in Romans chapter 4, we hear it was accounted to him for righteousness, for righteousness. Now, there's lots to be said about the relationship between God and his people from an Old Testament perspective or in, in the context of the Old Testament, which I don't have the time now to go into all that. But it's important for us as we are here on the Sunday before the Nativity, we will celebrate together a week from today, that we understand and that we look back, rather, to these promises, to this promise and to these promises that were made to Abraham. Because, you see, we have the benefit, we have the blessing of hindsight, of looking back. But yet, we still, just as those men and women thousands of years ago lived with the promise that was handed down to them from Abraham that was given to him by God, we too are in a period of time of expectation. Because you see, there were, very, there were promises made to us too, as well. This, this interaction between Abraham and God, you would think that it's impossible for these promises to become true. Because when we look in our own lives, when we look and we think about and we see around us in our own lives, in our own families, in our own community, in our own community, of this city or in this country or in this world. And we see things and we experience things. We wonder. We have doubt. We wonder, did God forget about his promise? Did God let go and abandon us in our families? in our marriages, in our relationships with each other, with our children, with our parents, with our brothers, with our sisters, in our communities, in our lives, in our work, in our health. All these things we wonder. We may have doubts. But it's important for us to remember that just as Abraham, and remember Abraham Abraham went through trials, went through tests, went through challenges, even to the point of, of being, of sacrificing his own son. He went all the way up to this point, but he had this unwavering faith in God. We must understand that in the scripture, in the Old Testament, and becoming real and becoming um, uh, realized in the New Testament, there are these biblical principles that we have to rest upon. That God will fulfill the purpose that he has for our life. That everything that happens in our life is for our benefit. And that as Christians, as Orthodox Christians, we have this great hope of salvation. We have this great hope of salvation. The purpose, our purpose. Our Lord cannot fulfill 
his purpose in our life if we do not allow him to. This is this concept, this understanding of free will. That in his divine love he created us with this free will to respond to his call in our life. So we participate in this fulfillment of our purpose. We don't have to be perfect and the Lord knows none of us are. But having a relationship with him is a must. We must do this to fulfill our divine purpose in our life. And with that, God can use us. If we stay honest and humble, God will fulfill his plan in our life. We don't have to worry about missing out on anything or if, as we heard in the Old Testament, someone else takes our blessing. These are all thoughts that may enter our mind because we think that God will leave us or abandon us. This doesn't come from God. This is Satan who instills these thoughts in our mind. It comes from us developing a strong relationship with him through prayer and fasting, just as Abraham did. And as I said, everything that happens in our life is for our benefit. Our lives are full of challenges. I don't think any of us would argue with that. Because all of us, to a certain extent, at one time or the other, some very significant, have faced and experienced these challenges in our lives. If we see them as benefits, then we may not be consumed by them as much. And what I mean by that is if we see the challenges of life not as a means of our destruction or our end, but as a means of our growth, as, our, as a means of our spiritual growth, then we may, and we have the opportunity, to live a more fulfilled life. And this is particularly applicable when we make mistakes in our life, which we all do. Oftentimes we respond to those mistakes by putting ourselves down, being critical of ourselves, being paralyzed with anger or frustration or fear or shame or guilt or all these things that come in between our relationship with God and others. But if we ever thought, am I somewhat happy that such a mistake happened because I can learn from it and maybe, just maybe, God allowed that mistake to happen so that in the future I am prepared for something greater than what is in my present. That is essentially what it means to have faith. Abraham, as I said, went through many challenges, but he held on to the promises of God. He did not waver. And God knew that in the end, everything that took place in his life was for his benefit and for the benefit of those generations after generation after generation that we heard about in the gospel today. People who were imperfect but held on to the promises of God with unwavering faith. And those promises and that promise was fulfilled 
in the birth of Jesus Christ. That's the end of the story of today's gospel. But it's not the end of the story for us today. Because we too, as I said, live in expectation of the promises fulfilled that he will come again in glory and that he will take us to be with him. That he will restore us to our original beauty. That we in our lives will be fulfilled in a way that we cannot imagine to be with him in paradise. This is what it means to have faith. And this is the third thing that I discussed, and that is the hope of salvation. The greatest promise that God gave us as Christians is salvation in Jesus Christ. Above and beyond anything else in our life, anything that happens to us or that we may receive or that we may experience anything, our salvation is a promise that will come true for us as we and when we depart from this world. We can even say that we're living out this promise of salvation here and now in our life. The fulfillment, as I said, of life, regardless of what happens, the fulfillment based upon this foundation of hope. Whatever we are going through, let us remember that it is not the end. It is not a conclusion to what we refer to as life. It isn't the end. It is a passageway through. It is a door to enter and to walk through, to go through, that is Jesus Christ. And that is why we prepare ourselves by hearing this gospel and this epistle, why we hear the prophecies throughout this week, why we prepare ourselves with the services to receive the blessing, the result of the promise that was made to so many men and women before us, generations of people, generations who believed in the promise that was kept in the birth of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So let us continue on in our journey to celebrate this glorious day of the nativity of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.